Welcome to Trap Talks. My name is Sushant. I am an e-commerce entrepreneur and each week we bring an inspiring entrepreneur or business person from e-commerce, retail or tech industries to help you discover how to start and grow your own e-commerce business. Thanks for spending some time with me today and let's get started. Hey there, entrepreneurs. My name is Sushant and welcome to Trep Talks. This is the show where I interview successful e-commerce entrepreneurs, business executives, and thought leaders, and ask them questions about their business story and also dive deep into some of the strategies and tactics that they have used to start and grow their businesses. And today I'm really excited to welcome Maddie Miles to the show. Maddie is the founder of Peace Love Hormones, which is a company that produces herbal nutraceuticals to support women's menstrual health. Other product offerings include a menstrual health app, a podcast, and ebooks. And today I'm going to ask Maddie a few questions about her entrepreneurial journey and some of the strategies and tactics that she has used to start and grow her business. So thank you so much for joining me today at Trip Talks, Maddie. Of, of course. Thank you for having me. This is a nice change of pace. Usually I'm on health and wellness focused podcast channels which I love, obviously, I'm, I'm in that space, but I have yet to be, until right now, I have yet to be on a more like business-focused, entrepreneur-focused podcast. So thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about that side of what I do on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, you're, def- you're definitely an entrepreneur and businesswoman. I don't know how you describe yourself, but yeah, very, very curious to know about your company. I mean, as a as a male, I'm not too familiar with this, this, these kind of products. So maybe you can explain a little bit about what um, your product is, what, what actually is herbal nutraceuticals and how is it helping women? Yeah. And thank you for having me for that reason too, right? I think, you know, more often than not, we think like, oh, this is a, a woman's issue when it comes to women's health and menstrual health. So we're just going to leave it to them. And I think that's a huge part of the issue, right? And like it, it fuels the taboo and the stigma around it all. So having men be a part of the conversation is really, really massive. Anyone who's followed me on social media or, you know, listens to my own podcast knows that men are very much so a part of the equation. Um, so anyway, thank you for, you know, for not being like afraid of this topic. And you would, you would, <laughs> you'd be surprised at how many men are still very uncomfortable and even women as well, very uncomfortable talking about something that is a huge part of us. It makes us who we are. It's innate and it's how all of us come to be right. Like women need to have, you know, menstrual cycles. They need to ovulate. They need to get pregnant in order for all of us, regardless of your gender or your gender identity all of us are here because of women in our cycles. So um, my business came to be, I'm obviously, I'm a, a born female. I have all the female reproductive parts. I identify as a woman. I really struggled with my health ever since I was about eight years old. Very anxious kid. I had um, sleeping issues. I was diagnosed as insomnia. I had anorexia. I had just like a bunch of diagnoses thrown at me from a very, very young age. So to a certain extent, medicine and health and wellness have always been a really, really vital um, forefront piece of my life. And while everyone was going to school or, you know, party, not that I didn't party when I was younger, but I was honestly, for the most part, either in a hospital bed or I was in some, tor- some sort of inpatient 
um, or outpatient partial hospitalization program. So that was my, you know, those were my like early younger years, my teen years. And it wasn't the last time that I was actually hospitalized and I was in a hospital bed, I was hooked up to the feeding tube that I approached my parents and I said, Hey, I get it. I see that I'm really sick and that all of these things that I want to do with my life, go to college, uh, start a business, fall in love, have children, you know, travel the world, all of these things I will not be able to do if I'm sick. However, what we've been doing up until this point, which has been the very, the conventional way of healing, and we were in and out through like the conventional medical system, it just wasn't working, you know, like I, and their eyes in the conventional medical model, I was recovered if I was a certain weight, especially with an eating disorder, everything was based off weight in the BMI. And they never really addressed any of the imbalances going on within my body. They never addressed the root causes of why I was so anxious, why I was experiencing panic attacks, why I wasn't sleeping, why I, you know, was so anxious ridden that I couldn't even eat a meal, you know? So no one ever addressed that and said it was just feeding tubes and shoving, you know, fake food down my throat. And I gained enough weight and then I'd relapse right after I got out of whatever program, you know, we went through. And so that was when we all, all three of us went back to the drawing board. We found this integrative medicine clinic in Chicago. That's where I'm from originally. And uh, we found this integrative medicine clinic. It was the first time that I was approached by medical professionals who weren't prescribing medications to me. And they're actually talking about nutrition and how the way that I eat really, really impacts. Um, you know, they weren't getting as technical with me at the time. You know, we did down the line, but essentially they're just like, you'll feel happier, calmer, you'll sleep better, all of these things if we just target nutrition first. That's one of the foundations of true health. So, you know, long, long story short, years and years of healing condensed in just a few minute introduction. Um, I, I healed my body. I went back to school for nutrition and dietetics, still realized it was very, you know, this like kind of black and white stereotypical Western medical model. Um, and so after graduation, undergrad, I went into an integrative health and medicine program specifically for women. I was really, really passionate about that. I went to school also to be a clinical herbalist. Uh, herbs came into my life around 18 years old when I was suffering with Lyme. I had contracted Lyme disease, was really feeling ill. I was also having a bunch of side effects from the Ambien and the Xanax that I was prescribed for my panic attacks and for my sleep issues at the time. So mm. I, you know, from this integrative medicine clinic in Chicago, they had me on a bunch of different herbal protocols. And that's when I became super passionate about uh, herbs specifically. So, you know, I'm still learning. I, I, I've dedicated my life to just forever learning, right? Because, you know, women were left out of all medical and fitness and health research studies until 1993. And we still are very misrepresented um, in these research studies and in these uh, trials. So, you know, it's still a forever learning process, right? Like I, I learned something new every single day and it's, I'm always sharing it, sharing it to my audience on social media, sharing it within my private wellness practice, sharing it within my podcast. So it's very important to me that, you know, I think it's important that everyone is constantly learning and they always have this curious nature. 
So with that, amidst all of this, I was stopping hormonal contraceptive, which I was on for six years total. And it was really the last leg to my personal healing journey. So I had done all of this tremendous work. You know, I had seen this integrative medicine practice in Chicago for four years at that point. We did some really monumental work with my health, but I still wasn't sleeping the best. I was still getting panic attacks. And I just thought, you know, the only thing that I'm taking right now that is unnatural and not perhaps not suiting my body is this hormonal birth control pill every single day. Mm-hmm. And I really wonder how much that's impacting, you know, shutting off ovulation, shutting down my brain over communication and shutting down my natural hormone production, which we know is needed for, you know, gut health, for your brain health, your neuro- neurotransmitter production everything. It's what makes us who we are. They're these amazing chemical messengers. I was like, well, let's just do some research. Let's see, you know, what the pill is really doing. So I just became totally, uh, like obsessed for lack of better terms with, you know, just doing all this research. I couldn't stop like listening and reading and talking to other people in the space, talking to other women who I knew I was still an undergrad at the time. So talking to my friends who were on the IUD or on the pill or whatever it was and realizing that we all shared something in common, we all felt like shit and we didn't really feel like ourselves. So I, that's why I went into like the women's specific program. Um, everything that I've done to this day is very, very focused on women. Um, you know, having an integrative medicine background, of course, I, I know how the body works in general. Um, but we also know, and I, I know specifically, and I preach this way that, you know, the female anatomy and the male anatomy are incredibly different. So I stay in my realm. I stick with women for sure. However, I did just release a second herbal product that can be used by men and women. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, did, I you know I stopped hormonal birth control and I didn't have any gynecologist or doctor or practitioner support me in it. It felt like a very scary world. So I was like, I'm just going to become my own. And I'm in school. I'm doing this all to ultimately heal myself and realizing that, you know, so many other women and menstruators, they need me. They need this knowledge. So I did like a total 360 with my social media, which at the time was like just a health and wellness blog. You know, I was posting about delicious recipes and it was travels kind of just like, I don't like the word influencer, but um, Mm. I think it's got a weird rep now, but essentially Mm -hmm. like I was an influencer. And so I did like a total 360 with my Instagram page and all social media and was like, we are talking about women's health, about menstrual health, how to safely come off of hormonal contraceptive, why you should consider coming off of hormonal contraceptive, natural ways of preventing pregnancy, all of the things, right? Like this is what we cover. And I had started a podcast and I, at the end of every podcast, I would say until next time, peace, love hormones. And so my brand designer who listened to every single one of my podcast episodes, we know while we're trying to decide like, what should we call my business? And she was like, you should call it peace, love hormones because you always say it. And at first I actually hated it. I was like, that's, mm, I don't think I like that. And then I slept on it for a few days and I was like, you know what? I really do like that. I think it's fun. It's spunky and quirky, but it also like describes like what, who we are, you know? And, um, yeah, so I have two herbal products right now. One, my first one soothe, uh, I started off ordering a hundred units of soothe and I thought I was going to be able to package up everything myself. I was really scared. I was like, I don't think, you know, this is going to be successful. I mean, this was an herbal remedy that 
I picked up and started using when I was healing after hormonal contraceptive, because there are horror stories out there. You know, people say like, well, if you stop, you're going to get, uh, you're going to gain weight. You're going to get hormonal acne. You're all of these things. Right. And I was like, well, I already feel like shit on the pill. So I'm just going to try and hop off and see. <laughs> hopefully that actually helps me out. So, um, I, you know, I turned to herbs because I've, I've turned to herbs so many times throughout my healing journey. And I was like, I'm going to go back to herbs and, you know, women and specifically herbs are the source, truly the source of health and medicine, like all the, you know, OTC medications and everything that we have today, they stem from herbs and how these plants work in the plant constituents. So I knew that they're really powerful. I, I had seen it myself and I had seen it in studies. So I turned back to herbs and I didn't have any of those, you know, really unfavorable post-birth control syndrome symptoms. I got my flow back relatively quickly. And um, I just wanted to share that with people. So I spent a year and a half formulating and testing and working with a team of other herbalists and um, naturopath doctors uh, across the whole board, right? There's a huge team of us working on this. I was able to get that finished a little bit over a year, started selling it last July. Like I said, ordered a hundred units, planned on packaging up everything outside of my own apartment and very quickly, obviously sold out. And I was so surprised it was only hundred units, but I, it felt like a lot to me. And I was like, I already sold out. And like, I'm, you know, I can't package everything up myself is taking up a lot of time. So very quickly, um, it's actually going to be a year in about four days. So July 9th will be exactly a year of selling Soothe. And our most previous order that we just submitted was 10,000 units. So we went from 100 units to ordering 10,000 units within the matter of um, 11 to 12 months. So it's been such a journey um, to say the least, right? Like uh, so many so many ups and so many downs, but like, you know, if you really zoom in, yes, of course there are downs, right? That's what comes with owning a business. It comes, what comes with life, right? But there have been so many ups and those ups are what I hold on to and it, what keeps me going and I have them every single day. So looking at it, you know, zoomed out versus zoomed in, it's just all been this beautiful journey of extreme highs and connecting with women all over the world and helping them, even if they don't, you know, consume Soothe, because maybe, you know, Soothe isn't for everyone, right? Everyone is unique in bio-individuality. So outside of just Soothe and my products, you know, people's messages to me, they, a lot of them make me cry because they're just like, I finally feel like heard and understood. And I finally feel like I can get somewhere. I felt so sick for, you know, so many years and I listened to your podcast and now I actually know what to do. So it's like those type of messages and that feedback that keeps me going every single day. And I'm just such a nerd. Like I, you know, I love research. I love reading I love learning and I get kind of bored if I'm not learning. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's just the right space for me to be in and being a woman, being someone with a menstrual cycle, being someone who struggled with her health for so so, so long, it really hits home to me. So that is how Peace Love Hormones came to be. It's only been a year. And we just, we just are getting in our second product, which 
which is a bitters herbal formula, and it helps with digestion and detoxification, and you're supposed to take it before meals. So it's an ancient tradition um, that we've really lost in today's world. We don't really have a lot of bitter foods, especially over in the States. I mean, the most bitter food that people usually consume is coffee, but then they're adding sugar and cream to it. So you lose that bitter effect from it. And bitters are, it's a really important part to have of our, um, of the way that we eat, right? Our diet. And uh, we have a lot of sweet foods. We have spicy foods, some sour, not so much sour, but uh, we've really lost bitters. So I'm trying to bring back the ancient tradition of bitters. And that is something men can use too, which everyone, all of my male friends, my brothers, my partner, everyone's like, yes, there's finally something we can use. (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a big um, coffee drinker, black coffee. So I'm uh, <laughs> I'm taking a lot. A lot That's of good. <laughs> so, so let me ask yeah. you this. Um, so your uh, target market is it is it for the for the product sued? Uh, is it really uh, women or you know uh, people who are who want to get off of um, birth control pills? Uh, and then this will help them through the transition. How do you promote that message? And like, what is the, um, is the message that, you know, come off the pills and use some of the alternate contraceptive methods? Like, how do you, how do you help these women get off the pill? And is it only specific kind of women who are actually having or some symptoms or some issues? Or is it like, is your main message, you know, that nobody should be using the pill and, you know, something else? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that you asked that. So my, when it comes to, there's so many great questions in that, and I'll try to dissect one at a time. But when it comes to like my stance and my message on the pill, and as a, as a brand, Peace Love Hormones, we don't shame anyone for being on hormonal contraceptive. So we don't shame, but we are pro-education. And sadly, it's just a matter of fact that majority of us, an alarmingly high amount, 80% or more, go into the doctor's office and we're prescribed the pill for anything and everything underneath the sun. So whether it's, you know, hormonal acne, or perhaps you have received a PCOS diagnosis, endometriosis, you know, something as extreme as that and something as small and as normal for a teen girl of like having some breakouts, the pill is always the answer. So that's my first problem with the pill. And the second one, and my second issue with the pill is that we're not educated on how it impacts us on a physiological and neurological level. I mean, it shrinks our brain. It depletes us of essential nutrients. It impacts our liver's ability to detoxify. It really deteriorates our gut health, which is our gut is, you know, some say it's our first brain. And um, because it is the first to be developed when we're a little embryo, and it's very vital. It's vital for hormone metabolism. It's really crucial for our neurotransmitter production. So everything is interrelated, right? Like, you know, I, I hope that everyone can throw up that notion that like the mind and body aren't connected. Everything is constantly communicating to each other every single second of every minute of every hour of every day, et cetera. So to be prescribed a medication, any medication, whether it is hormonal contraceptive or you name it, and not be educated on what it's doing to you and possible side effects is, I think, just so incredibly wrong. I I truly see it as a crime because many women, including myself, 
really, really struggle from it. And some women have died. Some women have literally died from being on hormonal contraceptive. And, you know, these products are still on the market. And I mean, finally, they, you know, included like a pamphlet of all the potential side effects, but no one reads those. And it's literally this big. (laughs) It's like this big, no one reads them. And it should be something, you know, just like how cigarettes have it on the outside of their package, it should have it outside of the package, like this can kill you because it truly can. And everyone needs to weigh out their pros and cons. Now, also a third thing is, you know, a part of being pro-education is there is a major issue with our sex education in the United States. Only about 18 states are legally require that their sex education within schools be medically accurate. So that's a huge issue right there too, right? Like young girls and boys are not properly learning about their bodies, about how conception works. And the, you know, the responsibility of preventing pregnancy and also getting pregnant when a couple is ready to get pregnant it always falls on the woman. And that is also an issue that I want to address as well, because, you know, as a part of my education, I love seeing people's reactions when they find this out, but women aren't fertile every single day. So that's a huge part of, you know, the education and teaching you about your, your cycle and, you know, specifically about fertility awareness based methods, because it's all about tracking your daily biomarkers and pinpointing when you're exactly fertile. You only ovulate once per cycle in those five or so days before you ovulate, you know, everything is changing within your, um, your environment, your vaginal environment that it can actually keep sperm alive. Hence why there's a window where you can conceive, but outside of that window, it's literally impossible. It's not possible to get pregnant. You can't get pregnant if there's no egg, right? Um, so anyway, that being said, I'm very passionate about education. And so education on like alternatives to the pill, education on, you know, what the pill does to you, um, fertility awareness-based methods, specifically the symptothermal method, all of these things are provided pretty much daily via our podcast, via our social media. Now, Soothe, Soothe is more so for, I don't recommend that anyone takes it when they're on hormonal contraceptive, which I know a lot of people are bummed about because like I mentioned before, many women who are on the pill or on the IUD feel like absolute crap. You know, they have a ton of side effects. And I usually, I mean, of course, everyone can do what they choose to do. I do not, you know, put on my, on our website, like you can take this on hormonal contraceptive and I wouldn't put one of my patients that I work one-on-one with because some of the herbs can actually uh, worsen the efficacy of hormonal contraceptive. That's how powerful the herbs are. So that's why we usually say, you know, wait until you're, you come off the pill. And when you come off the pill, this is something really great to start because there are some really great liver supportive herbs in there. So it will aid your liver in detoxifying. So packaging up those synthetic hormones and detoxifying them, getting them out of your body, out of your bloodstream. Um, it'll also help to regulate your cycle, to bring it back, to reestablish that brain ovary communication. So we say to do it, you know, start taking soothes after hormonal contraceptive. But I mean, I, we have so many customers and subscribers at this point. I'm sure there are, I think there are a few who maybe are on hormonal contraceptive and they love it because it's helped them mitigate a lot of the symptoms that they're feeling from hormonal contraceptive. But again, we definitely, we don't 
advocate for that because it can decrease the efficacy of your pill or of whatever hormonal contraceptive you're taking, whether it's the implant, it's the shot, et cetera. So same with the IUD. So that's why we usually don't, if you're on the copper IUD, you can take it. Um, and then the bitters, which is about to release. I mean, that's something anyone of any age, any gender, you know, whether you're on hormonal contraceptive or not, anyone can take that. That's just to support your digestive juices and digestion and absorption. So from a business perspective, can you share a little bit about, you know, so you had, you know, found the, the, the natural herbs and, you know, in your own um, journey, uh, useful and you wanted to bring that as uh, as products for other people also. Uh, can you share a little bit about, you know, how, you know, once you had that idea, how did you actually bring that idea to fruition? Uh, you know, I, you said first you created like 100 bottles and then everything sold out. So I, so that was kind of like a, you know, idea validation process for you. Um, but can you share like, was there a lot of investment from yourself in terms of, you know, getting the business started or was it like a pretty straightforward, like, you know, um, process, uh, didn't require a lot of investment and so forth? Yeah, great question. So I'm actually a hundred percent self-funded. Um, I, I've always just been, uh, my dad calls me a hustler. Um, ever, you know, even in undergrad, I was always, I always had a job. I was always, um, you know, I, I enjoy life. I have fun and I, I spend my money that I work hard for, but I also am very cautious about like saving up. And I have always just worked and had jobs and internships and was very, um, was very money conscious. And so, I actually am completely self-funded. And, you know, if I would have ordered 10,000 units a year ago, I probably would have needed some help. Um, and luckily, you know, to be completely honest, my I'm the only person in my family that's in uh, the medicine, the health and wellness space. Everyone else is an investment banker, pretty much. So okay. <laughs> if I did need funding, it would stay internal. Um, you know, not that there's any, I don't think that there's anything wrong with, you know, investing, getting investments right up. Um, I just, you know, to be quite honest, I had no idea. I had no expectations that this would turn into this massive business. You know, I really just wanted to have something to call my own. And I thought that my private wellness practice, seeing patients one-on-one, -on -one, I thought that that would be my main thing. And I love writing books. And so I was like, you know, I have, I have my books, I have my private wellness practice. That's really where I'll make a living and make an income. But hey, I love herbs. I make herbal tinctures and herbal remedies all the time. I may as well package some up and, you know, that way, like I can have my patients take them or whatever it is, you know? Um, so everything was complete. I only bought enough that I could afford really. And it was, it was a conservative, conservative amount at that. And then, you know, everything that I made from the business, I was funneling it back into resources. So you know, I, again, because I didn't feel like I needed to take a cut from the business, the first, you know, six months of it, every single dime that I was making was going into buying more product was, you know, buying supplies. So, you know, our boxes, all of our shipping materials, and then also paying my team. So I have customer service. I have someone who runs our social media and does a lot of like uh, design work for us. I have 
my bookkeepers and all my accountants. And then I have my actual warehouse who they're shipping everything out for me. So everything was just going to pay for that. But I mean, we scaled so quickly and we've run out of stock five times. That's how much we have scaled this and have created such an amazing following off of it and haven't paid for one ad. Everything is through word of mouth. Everything's through social media. And, um, and, and do you think that, that, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, because of that, I've been able to be 100% self-funded. But if I did have some investment, you know, I, I would definitely, I would be able to, I mean, I've thought about this a lot, like, oh, if I had investment, like, you know, I could do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, but what would I really even do with it? Because I have a small team and I prefer it that way. I don't have a million people that I need to like talk to and manage every single day. I have two full-time employees. And then I have, you know, my warehouse, I have my herbal manufacturers as well, which I don't, you know, they, they're not Peace Love Hormones employees. They're their own entities and we all work together. So, you know, I love being virtual. I love having a small, very intimate team where we can get very close to each other. Um, you know, I don't, it, it gives me less work to do because I didn't want to you know, spend four hours of my day managing other people. And so everyone's very, you know, uh, independent, hardworking. And so I, I've kind of thought, I'm like, what would I even do with, you know, if I did get a big investment and how would I even spend it? And I was like, I really don't know what I would spend it on. So that's why I haven't asked for it yet because I just haven't had a need. You know, we redid our website. Um, it looks so beautiful and amazing. That was completely out of business funds. Um, you know, ordering more product and ordering, you know, cool shipping supplies. I try to be very eco-friendly. So, you know, I don't want to have like this crazy unboxing experience where someone's having to throw away like a baby tree's worth of paper paper. Um, everything is very, you know, kind of virtual. You have like a really cute, sleek insert card with a QR code and that takes you to more information. It takes you to our YouTube channel where we're explaining how to use the product. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, which actually reminds me, I need to create a new insert for our bidders, but I mean, other than that, you know, like I haven't needed investment. So it's been very, it's all internal, and it's, you know, small. I mentioned before, we haven't spent a dollar on ads. We don't run ads. Um, again, so yeah, like I mean, I mean, to, so to, to, to uh, and that was, I was very interested. And in. do you think that because you haven't spent any money on ads, is it that you had already, I know, you know, you mentioned that you were already an influencer before creating this business. Was it that you had already built uh, your audience enough that all you had to do is simply, you know, use that momentum and you pitch the product and, and it took off from there. And then what are some of the things that you're doing right now, you know, if not paid uh, to really uh, bring new uh, customers into your funnel? Is it all driven by YouTube and Instagram or is it coming also coming from like SEO? Can you share a little bit about your, you know, how you're acquiring new customers and, and so forth? Sure. So looking at our Google Analytics, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how things change over like the next month or two, now that we have a brand new website that's very SEO optimized. Whereas before, I mean, you know, SEO and just like those, you know, website Google searches, we weren't really popping up. So all of our, all of our sales have come through Instagram predominantly. 
We are on TikTok and uh, we've gone viral a handful of times on TikTok and have a great following on TikTok, but it's different. It's a very different, um, it's a different platform. You know, I would say it's, it, I have found for our brand personally, it's easier to go viral on TikTok, but to acquire customers, not so much. So with, with people, peace love hormones, our business is a funnel. So I like to think of it as, of course, there are those people who will find us on social media and right away, they'll just go and purchase the product. But usually it goes through a funnel of like, they see us on social media. They all of a sudden binge a bunch of our videos and be like, oh my gosh, I love this. I'm learning so much. I never knew this about my own body before. And then they hop over to our podcast and they listen to our podcast and they see, okay, Maddie knows what she's talking about. She knows what she's talking about. She's very passionate about this. I feel connected to her, which is always my goal. And then they decide, is this product, you know, should I purchase this product? And then they buy the product and they feel confident in it, right? Right? Because, you know, for something like a phone case, which, you know, I'm just picking like a random product, but you see those ads all the time, right? Of like these cool phone cases on TikTok or on Instagram. That is a very low risk purchase. You know, you're spending maximum $20. It's usually five to 20 bucks on a phone case. As long as you know, it's the right size for your phone. It's super low risk. However, when it comes to health and wellness and especially herbal medicine, I would consider that a medium medium risk, right? Like you want to make sure that it's something that you need, that's something that's going to agree with your body and whatever you're currently dealing with. So that's why we have our social media, we have podcasts, because it's going to take way more than just seeing one ad to know if this is right for you. So mm-hmm. We have leveraged our incredible community and, you know, I have a a minor in marketing and same with every single person on my team, very into marketing. So we know, you know, we look at our analytics, we have a meeting every single week and we look at social media and we go, okay, what videos really did well last week? And let's dissect those videos. So, you know, oh, this video did really well and we did a recipe or whatever it was, right? We did a hormone healthy recipe. So let's do that again this week because that's the type of content that our followers like. And, you know, having, I have 50,000 followers on Instagram alone with Peace Love Hormones account because we have two accounts. It's about uh, 60,000 followers. Now, not all of those people have purchased from us. I wish that would be awesome to have 60,000 customers every single month, but we don't. So honestly, you know, we grow naturally because we show up every single day. We're consistent with our content. You know, we post podcast episodes two to four times a month. Like we're consistent. We're, we consistently show up and support, but you know, and so naturally we're growing, right? But it would be awesome. And this is what we focus on is like the current community that we have right now of 60,000 on Instagram and 20,000 on TikTok. So 80,000 people we have watching our content. How can we convert the current followers into customers? And how do we do that? We show up, we be consistent. So the same method for growing, right? It's educating, it's being ourselves, being authentic, and also being relatable because People are much more comfortable buying from a brand who they know who's behind the brand. They know their story. They can relate to them versus a faceless brand who you're like, I have no idea who this person is. I I feel no connection to them. And I've been really open with Peace Love Hormones the whole journey from the very start. You know, everyone saw videos and, and 
photos of me, you know, packaging up the orders myself out, out of my kitchen. And they now see us in a warehouse. So, you know, we've always been super transparent with people. We're transparent about where our herbs come from, how they're made, how they're third party tested for purity and potency. Like everything is so transparent. And I'm really passionate about doing that because I, as a consumer myself of food, of clothes, of all these things, I only buy from brands like that as well. And so I wish there was more of them because there's not a lot. It's really hard to find, but that's why I'm passionate about what I do. And that, and that's the funnel, right? Because again, my product is so different than just buying a uh, a, a headband or a t-shirt mm -hmm. or something that's so low risk, you know, yeah. when it comes to your health and wellness, it's something that deserves the time and attention and, you know, you should learn about it. But of course we have those customers who just, they see one post of ours. They're like, Oh, they have something for PMS and for, you know, hormonal acne and that's me. And I'm going to order this. And then they're so amazed at how, you know, well it works for them. But I still always hope at the end of the day, even those people who, you know, don't really care about the the purchase and they right away just buy it. I really hope that at the end of the day, they're still listening to our podcast and they're learning how to eat for their health. They're learning how to move their body for their cycle and all of the things that health encompasses. Right. So um, that was a long answer to your question. <laughs> so, yeah, um, no, that, that's great. I, what I'm very curious to know about, I'm actually on your uh, Instagram page. Uh, which looks really great. I think your personal Instagram and also your business Instagram. Can you share a little bit like just the process um, of creating like this, this content? Uh, of course, there's a strategy here and you're, you know, some sort of a thought process around this. I, I would even be interested to know like what kind of camera you use and like, can you share like your whole... <laughs> Yeah. Um, a little bit about your process of, you know, I mean, even your personal Instagram or, or business Instagram, how do you go about, like, even the people who are on your uh, business Instagram, are they your friend? Are, like, are you working with other, like, models? Uh, how, how do you put this together? Yeah, so our Peace Love Hormones Instagram account, um, the faces that you'll see most on there are my own, and then Autumn, who is our full-time she's uh she's pretty much a um she's like my right-hand woman like she is me but just in a different form so okay. we do a lot of the same stuff um she's on there a lot she manages the whole, I don't even hop on that Instagram account very rarely do I um but she completely manages that so everyone else though all other faces that you see on there are actual Soothe users. So okay. they're not just like random models that we hired. It's like people who are already using Soothe and they willingly send us a photo of themselves with Soothe or maybe we ask them, we're like, hey, we see that you've you know, used Soothe for the last three months. Like, do you want to send in a selfie or whatever it is? So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I told Autumn from the very start of her joining us, like, you know, we have the most incredible community and all we have to do is ask, right? So most of the time we're going to get tagged in stories. We're going to be sent amazing reviews and, you know, photos and all these things, but also, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask if someone's, you know, tagged us in a story when you're messaging them, thank you so much for tagging us in the story. Also send another message saying like, Hey, do you want to be featured on our page? So everything has been super authentic. Um, you know, we do photo shoots, but again, it's like 
you know, very few women I'll invite and they're all my friends here in Austin, Texas, and they take Sooth as well. So it's very authentic, very real. Um, as for my Instagram, I, in terms of the camera that we use, we just use our iPhones. I have the newest iPhone. I'm on the Apple upgrade program. So I always have the newest, latest iPhone and the camera is, you know, I, I realized that because I, I do have a legit Sony a, a7 III, a really nice camera. And I used to use it, but, you know, I, I was like, I don't need a perfectly beautiful curated Instagram feed because that's not why people follow me. And people don't follow me for, you know, photography. They follow me to learn about their body and how to feel healthy. So I realized that I was still growing, even though I didn't have this beautifully curated feed. And honestly, when I gave up that desire to have like this perfect feed, my, I feel like my feed just looked better. My Instagram feed did like, it just seemed more raw and real. And I mean, just, you know, me as a person as well, I do enjoy nature. I enjoy photography. I love all of that stuff. I just took pressure off of it. So instead of me like forcing myself to create, create, create all the time, I just do it when it feels natural. And so I have a backlog of a a lot of photos that I can use for cover photos But honestly, I mean, for anyone who like already knows my work or who's about to hop into my work and learn more about it, I plan and create content around certain times of my cycle. So right now I'm in what's called the follicular phase. It's, you know, with the way that our brain is structured and activated during this time and our energy levels due to increasing hormones, I feel energized. I feel creative to create content. Now, when I'm at the later parts of my cycle and I don't feel that, I don't create because it feels too forced. So it's this awesome, you know, the female body is just so flippant incredible, but I optimize the parts of my cycle where I'm feeling extra creative and like, I want to be in front of a camera and I create, I batch create a bunch of content. So, you know, I have a running list on my iPhone notes of different type of topics that I want to talk about. And then, you know, just being on Instagram or TikTok or wherever you are, you notice like trending audios. So honestly, it's become a game for me of like taking a trending audio, no matter what it is and being like, Hmm, how can I make this about women's health and menstrual health and periods? So, you know, for me, it just, it comes like, it comes pretty naturally. I love creating content. I love being up on there. Of course I need breaks. You know, I don't think anyone should be on social media all the time, but for the most part, it's just super fun for me. Now, if it's not fun for you, like a business owner, that's totally okay. And you can hire someone to do that. Right. Um, I just, my recommendation for any entrepreneurs who are like, we want a good social media presence. We want to be authentic and real. We want to show the founders and the team, but perhaps that founder is like, I don't want to be like creating content though. Like, I don't even know how to use it. I just say hire someone, right? Like hire someone to do it for you. Have them sit down with you once a week, or maybe it's once a month and plan out your content calendar. Like what are the major things that you want to educate on over the next, you know, four weeks and come up together with different content that you can create around that and then have them do the actual editing and the posting and the engagement. I do that all for myself, but that's because I thoroughly enjoy it and Mm -hmm. I love connecting with people. So, um, and it's a learning process, right? Especially with these apps, they keep changing like their technology and like how to edit things. So you're always having to learn. Um, 
But, you know, like I said, you hire out what is not your area of expertise and you do what fuels you and what, you know, gets you up out of bed in the morning. And then I truly believe that if you are doing something so in line with who you are as an individual and, you know, you are really, really only doing what you are like a pro at, then your business will thrive because it's just going to be real. It's not going to be forced. Yeah. So since we're running out of time, I'm going to move on to the rapid fire segment. And in this segment, I'm going to ask you a few quick questions and you have to answer them maybe one word or one sentence. only. Okay. Sounds so good. The first, the first one is one book that you would recommend to entrepreneurs or business professionals in 2022. The four hour work week. An innovative product or idea in the current e-commerce, retail or tech landscape that you feel excited about. Sorry, what was that one? It cut out a little bit. Innovative product or idea in current e-commerce, retail, or tech landscape. Herbs. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm a herb of, or homeopath. I'll do homeopath. Okay. Uh, a business or productivity tool or software that you would recommend or a productivity tip? I would say to to time block, um, no matter like what gender you are, just to time block out your day and to work less, but work smarter. So instead of, you know, working an eight hour day and every, you know, 30 minutes you're picking up your phone and getting distracted by social media or whatever it is, just time block. And then if you are a woman or someone who has a menstrual cycle, optimizing the phases of your cycle for different things. So like I had mentioned earlier, I have so many podcast episodes on this as well. So you can link those up for your listeners if they're interested. Perfect. Uh, a startup or a business in e-commerce, retail or tech that you think is currently doing great things? Can you repeat that one one more time, please? Another another startup or a business that you think is oh. doing great things. I I really love um, Roxley Bands, and I'm a little uh, biased because I know the founders and I love them dearly. But they used um, recycled plastic to make very comfortable, stretchy Apple Watch bands, fanny packs that they have EMF blocking technology in, which is really important for our overall health. Um, and they're and they plant a tree for every every band sold. So that is honestly a really uh, it's been a brand that I love their design. I love their creativity and their authenticity, but I also really love and am inspired at how they give back to the planet because it can be really easy and you see a bunch of CPG online businesses and they're just making a bunch of money and they're not giving back. And that is really sad to me. Um, so I am all for the brands that are sustainable and eco-friendly and giving back to Mother Earth. Cool. Uh, a peer entrepreneur or business person whom you look up to or someone who inspires you? Hmm. <laughs> Myself in 10 years. <laughs> okay. okay. I don't know. I, it's so funny. Like, you know, this, this podcast, I'm happy that we're doing this, but I, 
I'm happy because I really, my head isn't so much in the business side of things over here. It's much more in like the research and the development. So to be quite honest, I don't read a whole lot of books or listen to podcasts on like business and, and growth and all of that. I have a team member who does that for us. Um, so you'll have to ask me that the next time and I'll probably have an answer for you. Okay. And the last question, best business advice you ever received or you would give to other entrepreneurs? Oh, the hands down, the best one that I ever received was to read that four hour work week and to adopt those principles because I was overworking myself and I started to lose that fire and that love that I had for what I did because I, it's just natural, right? If you're not sleeping, if your health is sacrificing because you can't make the time to even make yourself a meal because you're working so much, then it's not worth it. At least not to me. So, you know, to hire out people to help me with the work instead of being so stubborn and wanting to do it all myself, like hiring people to help me and working less and having a balance of like, okay, I'm going to, again, put everything away except for this one thing that I need to do. And I'm going to work at it. Instead of it taking four hours, it usually takes an hour with you really just focus on it. So that's my biggest advice to people. I think, you know, we live in this society where a lot of like the big, big entrepreneurs and very successful people, you know, are like, I never left my office. I slept underneath my desk. Right. And I think that's so unhealthy and that is so not good for individuals, but as a society, as a whole to have that in your mind, you know, I'm all about health first and, uh, with health, if you're truly healthy and happy, whatever you want to do in terms of travel, family, personal life, business life, it's all going to fall into place if you're taking care of yourself first. Perfect. That, that definitely makes sense. So th that was, those were all the questions that I had uh, for today. I wish I had more time with you. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, uh, thank you so much again for uh, sharing your story, sharing your, uh, some of the business strategies and tactics. Uh, so thank you again, Maddie, for joining me today at Trip Talks. Thank you.